Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Creating Wealth and Wellness podcast. Your hosts, Amanda Kingsley and myself, Tara Misseldine, are going to team up to take you on a journey where freedom is cultivated through personal development, where women connect to fuel their futures, and where wealth is created as a byproduct of being well. Hello, Amanda. Good afternoon. Is it? Nah, tease. <laughs> it is. It's so beautiful out. Um, let's jump right into our episode. This one is a really cute one, and I love this one. Uh, I can't wait to talk about this. <laughs> I'm cringing. Oh, always. Speaking of cringing, that reminds me, I now do not cringe at the color blush, which has an entire story to it. If you listen to that episode, that was a good episode. And you should, because that episode is hysterical. <laughs> I think today it's one of my favorites. And I've gotten some feedback from friends that it's like, oh my gosh, you guys are too much. Yeah, but now I'm <laughs> cringing at bedtime. So perhaps this will be the episode that heals me. Uh, maybe so. You never know. That is what creating wealth and wellness does. <laughs> okay. So what is, how do you want to open with your gratitude today, Amanda? Um, I have a new and interesting and sort of um, pioneering gratitude that I'm excited about. Oh, okay. um, someone I know started this new entrepreneurial network called Rabu Friends. And I was just curious about it. And I figured, heck, I will sign up and see what happens. It's actually a referral network um, oh. where you get paid to refer. But I, I was just curious and I really like him. So I wanted to see what he was creating. Anyway, I'm an all in kind of person. So I went <laughs> all in. I signed up this for this network. And he announced later that anyone who signs up at a certain rate, like a certain investment, gets a free trip what? to Cancun for two people. Oh, you my God. To, you have to pay for your own airfare. But anyone who still signs up for his network right now because he's launching it is going to get it after they're in it for 30 days and they um, meet these really simple requirements. Super simple. I'm um, like crazy simple they're getting this free trip. So I am so excited about Rabu Friends and this new free trip. <laughs> All right. Well, so I'm intrigued to say that. Yeah. I'm sure everybody is like, what? I know. Um, I will link. So we'll definitely put the link in. Yeah. But You'll find I, the link in the show notes, everybody. It was such a fun bonus. I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> especially to not be like made, you know, made known prior to like exactly. as an incentive, but more of a reward. That's kind of cool. Totally. I had no idea when I signed up. I was like, I'm all in. And now I have a free trip. Like what? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You can't beat that. <laughs> right? <laughs> all right. So my gratitude is very simple. It is for the Libby app. Are you familiar with that? No. Libby. Um, it's an app that goes on my phone that uses my library membership to like download and borrow audiobooks oh, and all the Kindle amazing. versions of books. I am so addicted. I've like, I have borrowed, I don't know, like six of the books on my list in the last like two weeks. <gasps> so oh. it's amazing. Like I keep falling to sleep with my like books that I've been listening to and listening to them in the car. And it's so amazing. And it's like literally an app on my phone that connects me to my library account and lets me borrow audiobooks. I have always thought so this cool. library audio borrowing should be easier than it is. And yeah. Well, it is. That's it amazing. is easier. <laughs> so Libby um, it's like library, but making it a cute name. Libby. L-I-B-B-Y. Okay, cool. We will link to that. But that I, I'm like, can we just finish up the podcast so I can... <laughs> 
get that out. so I can get in there. <laughs> Go plan my free trip and get that app. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. All right, so we, we're, we're considering ourselves grateful today. And cool. one thing that I'm also super grateful is bedtime rituals with my daughter, <laughs> which will take us into our topic. Um, we're going to be chit-chatting today about sort of bedtime rituals, and I think Amanda's is going to look very different than mine, as we've sort of hinted to at previous episodes. Um, <clears throat> But I, I have a very like integrated ritualistic bedtime experience with my daughter whenever I can. Um, it's much better now than it was before I had good boundaries on sort of my nighttime work obligations, but uh, it's a lot better now. But Amanda, why don't you kind of start us off? before you look good all right i'm totally well, i can look that. totally good first if you want <laughs> just kidding there but is actually, no comparison here it's what so i think this is kind of interesting because i've always made this connection in my mind that um oftentimes the women i know who love bedtime with their kids um were had a pretty hefty work schedule, right? Mm -hmm. So like bedtime was the time they connected. It was the time that they got to snuggle up and love and just ask questions about each other's days. And so I'm not saying this is consistent, but it is what I've noticed. And I have been a stay at home parent for 13 plus years. And so by the time for 13 years, by the time I get to bedtime, I'm so donezo. I'm like, go to like that. What's the book? Shut Samuel up. L. Jackson. Yeah. Go to so That is me all <laughs> over the place. I am so done and I cannot wait to be off duty. So I have literally never enjoyed bedtime in almost 14 years of parenting. <laughs> now, I don't mean literally as in like, I've never enjoyed a bedtime because I did blog about this recently too. Um, it's not, I, I accept it and I enjoy it in the moment, but as a general task on my to-do list, it is like not a happy place. <laughs> so I don't make it miserable for my kids. I don't make it miserable for myself, but it's definitely about just getting through. It's like, mm -hmm. and now my girls just, at very early ages, they just go to bed on their own and they read books and then they fall asleep. Um, it has never been a thing for us that has ritual. Like my son's four. So, you know, we do the whole like teeth and potty and sometimes PJs. Sometimes he sleeps in his clothes. Um, and we do books and then we shut the light, but, and snuggle, but it's not, I would not call it a ritual. <laughs> um, which I, sounds very different than your whole scene. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, what you just said, I probably just have a more extended version of those, but I, I love that you brought that out because I actually hadn't really thought of that distinction between, um, you know, I have never had the chance to on a regular basis spend the entire day with Aria before we go to bed. So right. usually if I made it home in time for bedtime, it was like a victory and it was like, yes, this is my, like, this is my sacred time with you because it literally might be the only time I've had with you all day. Oh. Yeah, so exactly. that that is huge and no wonder it is way more sacred to me yeah. it's like if it's my only 45 minute window with her 
and I'm literally like rushing to end my day to make it home in time for bed. Absolutely. That's such a huge difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I also want to reiterate that there should be no comparison or you know, like there is no better or worse way of doing this for anyone. Um, yeah, but I, I love our bedtimes. And even though now my schedule's way, way freed up and I'm there for every bedtime and I'm also there for lots of entire days now with her, which feels amazing. Like things have just shifted so dramatically in the last year. Um, and my daughter's also four. So she's at the age where like now we, we have amazing conversations during mm. that time. Um, you know, and it's like when we talk about like our hopes and dreams and I get to see what, like what kind of personality is blooming in her and it's just so sweet it's something that we mutually value um and it's like I never really want to rush out unless I'm not feeling well like I I never rush out even though she knows she knows that like the the bedtime routine is in order to get her to sleep it's not like you know we have these conversations it's part of the routine but it like you know there's a cutoff. It's not, it's not that I just stay in there and hang out like slumber party style until she falls asleep on her own. There's some coaching like, okay, it's time to close your eyes and go to sleep now. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, but like, for instance, last night we were snuggling in bed and she wanted to sing me a song. And so she created this song about how much she loves mommy and she doesn't ever want another mommy. And like, I always want my mommy. I don't ever want a new one. Yeah. <laughs> the cutest lyrics to the song and that's I guess that's why I view it it's like my bedtime ritual with her is a gift to me more than an obligation to her mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is the way that it's been framed since you know since I had her and also she's my only child so I like I don't have to feel torn between multiple kids at any time like oh, it's, it's gosh, just always I her that being so hard that was one of the hardest things about having a second baby mm-hmm I was like, I can imagine. I would go to bed every night and be like, that one didn't get enough. No, that one didn't get enough. Mm-hmm. Well, that one, and it just, it took months to settle into that because I would go to bed just like, and it was different. It would flip flop. It wasn't like one kid always wasn't getting enough, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard to be in more than one place at one time. Definitely. I, and, yeah. and I've also, it, I'm also struck by the difference between you and I, um, in terms of the way that we process our own energy mm. at different times of the day. And like, for instance, I, I think that it would be very different if I felt all engaged and activated and like it right. inspired to do something for myself or for my business at that night hour, like you are, I think it would feel, it would feel more, um, what's the word? I don't want to use a judgy word, but like more cumbersome. Like it would feel like more of an obligation if I was like deferring what I was excited to do in order to do this thing. Um, Yeah. So it's just an entirely different series of needs. And I think that's the important thing to remember when you're thinking about ritual is, um, you know, finding that right balance for you and your child. And I have, I have definitely witnessed mothers, especially who are like completely beholden and boundaryless when it comes to bedtime oh, and yeah. it's yeah <laughs> and I that's definitely not me like <laughs> I selfishly love the bedtime routine that we have that takes like 30 to 45 minutes but I have witnessed mothers who have like a sort of nightmarish nightly uh, series uh, of 
hours <gasps> where their child, you know, just completely ab- abuses them, basically. Yeah. It's the no. way that it looks. <clears throat> and it does, I, I mean, like these clients have told me that it's horrible. There's nothing that's nourishing about the experience at all. And I think that's really important when we're evaluating any routine with our kids, whether it's bedtime or whether it's wake up time or whether it's, you know, discipline or whether it's, you know, I don't know, art, what, whatever it is, but evaluating the routines with our kids to make sure that they're nourishing from both sides and boundaries are often the way that we do that. We had an episode, um, maybe six or seven episodes back talking about boundaries and, um, which I did look up, um, Brooke Casillo's and I listened to both of her boundaries episodes again. So oh, good. I will put the link in this show notes oh, because everybody no, should I'm hear that. Looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, we, I didn't look them up in time to get them in the last show notes when we mentioned them, but I will do them again today because I did find them. And it, yeah, that is such a time of boundary, even though I don't love bedtime. Like I said, it's not terrible for any of us. There's no struggle. It's just not something I look forward to because I also have really good boundaries. My boundaries are more about like, I can't wait for it to be over. So I'm not messing around with any, I got to get a drink. I got to get a snack. I'm not going to sleep. My PJs are itchy. Like that's, that's not <laughs> Yeah. Well, that, that's an interesting point. Cause I don't struggle with any of that either. Like we, that yeah. was never welcomed in as part of the routine. I think like yeah. He very much values that time with me too and doesn't want to waste it on like petty little right. things like that. Like, and it wasn't ever like an open-ended, you know, like, what are we going to do while we get ready for bed? It's sort of like, no, we have the things that There's a do. purpose here. Exactly. You know, we, purpose we is to get meaningfully to- talk to each other. Yeah. I will sing a song if you want. We can tell stories if you want for a certain amount of time. Like it's tell one story. You know, and David participates in part of bedtime. And what's interesting is he has more has had traditionally more of the role that you have had with your kids. So he was the primary caretaker for Aria at home while I was out working most of the, you know, for the first couple of years of her life. Um, so he like we we sort of do a handoff. <laughs> yeah. We do our, you know, pee and brush and all of that. And then we read a book together in our, like in the family bed. All three bed. of you? All three of us. Oh my gosh. And then she and I sort of like race to her bed and we have like our mommy Aria snuggle time after oh, we that do is a library book. Ritual. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's really, really sweet. And it is yeah. sort of like an emotional, That's like weird. daddy's like, okay, we're reading this as a family. Yeah. This is our family time. We each typically read one book to her unless one is like really long. Um, so he'll read one. I read one. And then he sa- says goodnight, kisses her goodnight, and we go into her bed for some. What snuggles. a nice transition. Um, mm-hmm. It's like him signing off. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's yeah. really cool. And selfishly, I like to take her to bed by myself and have that like one-on-one <laughs> time, you know? Nice. Sometimes really I get my older, my older children to bring their brother to bed. That, that's a good game, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great game. <laughs> I'm curious. Um, on the same note, but slightly different, um, if you have any favorite bedtime books, like what are some of your favorite oh, absolutely. books? Yeah. yeah. Well, I've, I've mentioned Little Tree in the past. Oh, yeah. Favorite. yeah. Um, lately, she's been super into like learning books, like science books. Oh, she, yep. We've rented book, 
they do a lot of library time. So like every two weeks they go to the library and take out the maximum number of books. So there's always a new stash of books. Um, But one book that we love that we've read many times is called what, what do you do with an idea? Oh, nice. Have you ever heard of that? I haven't. Oh, my God, Amanda. Like, I would read that book for myself. That's how it is. It is so great. What do you do with an idea? And the concept behind the book is like, it's, it's like his little idea is like an egg that he has to acknowledge and nurture and care for. And then the idea literally like grows up and changes the world. And so it's like, it's such a powerful book. So we'll put the link to that in too. So that's definitely a favorite. Um, And yeah, like I said, lately she's been super into learning books. So we've read books on the, the galaxy and the universe and solar system. And we've, you know, read books about butterflies and learning about dogs and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So she picks out what she's interested in and there's nothing sweeter than the look on the librarian's face when Aria walks up and says, do you have any books about chickens? (laughs) (laughs) It's really, really sweet. Yeah. But what do you do with the idea? Number one recommended children's book that parents will also enjoy. I love the book, The Day the Cows Got Loose. I just I I've read love that. reading it. I read it in this accent that is so fun. <laughs> it's a really cute book. Um, I, a friend of mine gave it to one of my kids, probably probably my middle. Um, I love that book so much. I love reading it at bedtime. And then another one we love is Beautiful Oops. Do you have that? Ooh, no. Beautiful Oops is interactive. So there's like, you know, lift the flap and whatever. But it's all about art and how like, so it's like if you spill your paint, what can it turn into? If you oh, ruffles up piece of paper, what can it turn into? Oh, I'll definitely have to check one. it out. There's some really good interactive books. Um, is it called The Magic Tree? Or do you have that one? Where they tap the tree and all these things happen. So the next page it has more leaves and then you tap the tree and the next page it has, that's a good, yeah. How cute. I know. There's three we have that are interactive. The other one, um, the other one's also like art centered. So you like shake the book and the green and the yellow paint mix or that wasn't a good example, but the yellow and the blue paint mix. Mm -hmm. Next page it's blue. Um, but those are really fun. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. I forget what that third one is called, but I love, I love those books at, at bedtime. Yeah. It's, it's hard to think of like our favorite books because she loves to like read a book she hasn't read. So there's very few that we read over and over and over, Yeah, which is interesting because she just has like such a, such a routine with dad at the library. So there's always new books. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, there was one. Oh gosh. What was it called? It was about these super cute little monsters. Oh, shoot. Well, I can't remember now. If I think of it, I'll throw it in the notes. But it was really, really cute. And Aria was like laughing hysterically. And shockingly, David has also read chapter books to her. Oh, um, yeah. Like he read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe yep. to her. And she yeah. like, he read one chapter a night and she was totally into it. Yeah. He loved it. I, he's a pretty good listener for chapter books, too. Um, all three of my kids have really different book personalities too hmm. in, in their interest level and um, not just subject matter, but like what amount of words they want to listen to um, <laughs> yeah. or whether they're happy to read on their own. But Yeah, well, 
it's it, it's well, interesting to me because David is such an avid reader. He's such a reader and I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's sort of like Aria enjoys it. But if she had to choose, she would much rather the snuggle time than the book time. Yeah. Yeah. So she doesn't like beg for books. We do that more because that's like our family handoff kind of yeah. transition time. Cool. Yeah. It's, well, it's really great. Today is it bedtime related or not? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I don't. I don't think I. I have no needs or voids in terms of bedtime, so I'm not gonna go ask in that direction. Let's see. I think that my ask today would be for recommendations of audiobooks that you love. Because, as an adult, as a like, yeah, as an adult story or personal development or anything. Um, I would say like personal development. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or self-improvement kind of thing. And even more so if they had like a personal finance bend to them. I'm in I'm oh. very like intrigued right now about creative personal finance. Cool. I love Yeah, that. and investing and things like that. So mm-hmm. if anybody has their favorite personal finance self-improvement audiobook to recommend. And I'm gonna check out Fer- Ferris Tara's Facebook page so that I can see. <laughs> yeah, awesome. definitely. We'll start a compendium. Pass those on to me. Um cool. Well I have a I have a really fun freebie launching or sending out into the world tomorrow. So this is not an ask of um of our listeners necessarily. Again more just of the listening universe and angels and guides and <laughs> all those delicious things. Mm-hmm. I really want a lot of people to sign up for this freebie. I think it's going to be amazing and it's perfect time of year for it. And so um, that's going out tomorrow. And I'm just going to ask out into the world um, in my big girl voice that lots of people find that freebie. <laughs> in your big girl voice. Okay. We and the universe hear you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Till next time, Amanda. Amanda.